Welcome back to the Micah Variety Podcast with special guest Josiah from Microwave Society. Okay. Are you ready to um, record? Dude, I've been you... I've been recording for the past two minutes. Oh, I have not been recording. Let me hit record. <laughs> I just record in case something funny happens. Uh, well, nothing funny happened. It was just us talking about our YouTube channel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the the thing I'm doing for you, which I don't know how much you want to like give away for that yet. <laughs> Hi. Hello, Micah. Hi, Joe. Hi, uh, this is Josiah from Microwave Society, and I am Micah from um, Micah Variety Channel, (laughs) the channel that is variety and has Micah in it. Wow. I I don't know what, I don't know whose channel this is, what kind of content they make, or the fact that it's a channel, so I'm glad you clarified. If you're on YouTube, this is actually the second channel. (laughs) And I just spilled water on myself. Um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, if you're listening... Sure is a podcast. It is a podcast. Um, thanks for <laughs> listening. <laughs> Why am I thanking people for listening? We just started. Oh my goodness, this is gonna Thank go. Thank you for clicking on the thumbnail or, or album art, I guess. Yeah, uh, the album art with um, our faces. Actually, wait, my face isn't in it. What am I saying? I'm just a dark void of something, I guess, <laughs> on my th- th- cover arts. This is the mic. My CD drive just opened when I slammed my water bottle. <laughs> so if this, this is, is off to a great start, you're like spilling water on yourself. You're saying all the wrong stuff. Your computer is going crazy. What? My computer's going crazy? Your CD drive. Oh, you mean this thing? This, this attachable CD drive? It's that- still part of your computer, kind of. Ah, uh, yes, it's plugged in. Therefore, it isn't one with the computer. So, yeah, welcome to the podcast where we talk about things. Um, so here's how our format works if this is somehow your first time listening to this podcast. Me and my special guest, who this week is Josiah from Microsoft Society, each bring in a topic to talk about. We talk about the topic, and then when we can't talk about the topic, we move on to pull topics from this hat that I am holding, the Micah Variety Hat. And it has a bunch of paper slips of topics and stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, we don't know what we're going to talk about from this hat, so let's start with something we know we're going to talk about. My topic for this episode is film equipment. Wow, that was a wow. nice intro. I'm actually happy with that. Yeah, you did that like all in two takes. That never <laughs> happens. Trust me, that never happens. If anybody right. has seen my blooper reels, they know it never takes one take. Oh, I'm terrible at recording anything ever. I'm surprised I can, like, show myself in front of Jude and Bren on our recordings. <laughs> um, film equipment. We use film equipment. Josiah, what Whoa. film equipment do you use for, like, videos um, and stuff? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a Sony FS5 camera I'm recording with. Um, it's on a tripod. Oh my god, I use a tripod. I um, use a tripod with a broken leg. <laughs> use the Shure SM7B to record my audio. The Go XLR, um, because you know it has the funny buttons on it where I can like press them, and it's like um, that's the wrong button, but <laughs> forget it. Um, 
And I have DMX and a couple lighting panels for my lighting. That's pretty much the main film equipment I use. GoXLR is like a soundbar audio system thing, right? Yeah, it's like an audio mixer that has like um, what's called DSP. So it has like effects like reverb, delay, pitch shifting, format shifting, and um, auto-tune or pitch correction if you want to be really correct about the way you call it that. Um, so it's really nice. Um, it's fun to just like jam out on it or like do something stupid with it. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's me who currently uses um, a Canon EOS M50 Mark II, I believe that's the name, but that's only been for the past month. Previously, I used um, this Canon Vixia HFR40 for like six years. Um, it, it was a good camera, but it had some... Um, issues we might touch upon it a little bit and <laughs> yeah so while i had this old camera that i used for a while i actually got recommended this new camera by none other than the um, microwave man himself josiah why don't Jude. you talk oh wrong one um why don't you talk a little bit about <laughs> <laughs> since you recommended it what what would you say some of the perks are to this m50 mark ii i forgot the name of it whatever well i mean it's just the m50 mark ii you don't need to say eos because all you know mirrorless camera so whatever's are eos it doesn't really matter um it comes with a nice lens it um that you can get a decent amount of background blur with which is pretty important if you want your videos to look a little bit more cinematic um, it has a touch screen, so it's really, really easy to use, and um, it can record in up to 4K and actually decent quality 4K. Um, and um, as opposed to like a camcorder or, or like a point and shoot like you used to use, you can like set all the settings manually and make oh, sure yeah. everything's doing exactly what you want it to, which mm -hmm. I sometimes have a little bit of problem with because I'm just not used to using the M50, so I normally just leave it in auto mode and hope it does what I want it to. Yeah, I can already solidly say that I've made some of my best looking videos to date, like just purely because I've like had actually the tools and time because like to play around with like the focus and like the brightness and stuff. Cause like uh, with the old camera, you could draw on the screen, but you couldn't set the manual focus. It was a very cursed camera. <laughs> <laughs> there was not a lot of actual customization for film, which is fine. It's not a camera built for that. It's, it's a camcorder for like home movies and stuff, but yeah, the, the camera I have now, I love it. I love it so much. I'm like actually able to like, Make my videos look balanced in the white temperature or whatever the name of like the white, white color, balanced, white, yeah. the white balance. I'm actually able to make my white balance look white instead of a sickly blue. blue. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, I shot this video a couple days ago where um, it, it's hard to explain. The title is just colon parentheses, but I say I'm proud of like the focus and like all these shots and stuff. Like I played around with rule of thirds and everything. I, I made a really, really nice video and I have to say it could not have been done without this camera. It could have been done with a better camera, but it couldn't have been done with anything less than this. So. Yeah. Um, I will say that Canon M50 also has really, really good autofocus. Yes. I normally leave the focus to auto and the ISO to auto and I just lock off my aperture and shutter speed. So I, you know, have those actual, you know, important things set to the correct amount. Yeah. I've played around with the autofocus a lot, but like, I generally like prefer what 
I can do with like manual focus. Cause like I've used auto when like I'm running around a neighborhood and I can't really like control every minute what's focusing on what and I don't want it to be blurry and it isn't horrible and I like it, but I generally prefer like what to focus on. Like yeah. there's settings in the camera that let you pick what it prioritizes. Like you can have it just set to prioritize faces, which is what I have it set to. And then um, if you want to, you can like tap the screen and it'll focus on that thing. But, you know, manually pulling focus is a good skill to have, um, especially when you're doing like, you know, shots that you set up and tear down yourself. Yeah. Um, and you can like set the focus peaking in the camera. So it like highlights what's in focus and everything. It's it has a lot of features for the price point. Yeah, I like my new camera. I'm happy for what my old camera did for me, but you don't use the M50 unless you're like, doing smaller stuff. Like, what do you use, Josiah? Oh, the Sony FS5. I think I said that in the beginning. Uh, um, it is a cinema camera, which I love having, mainly because all of the buttons and settings are just laid out on the side, and you don't have to go into any menus to do anything. <laughs> nice. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> and I hate using almost any other camera, because I have to, like, dig into the menus to do everything, and it's like, ah, just give me the button for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like, yeah, um, it's a it's really high quality camera. I have a um, thirty five millimeter um, f one point four prime lens on it. I think so. That's why my background is really blurry. I don't. Um, I don't actually know the name of the lens I use. I just it's just the default one that came with the package. Yes, yeah, the kit lens. I believe it is like a um, fifteen to forty five millimeter, and the aperture is like f four point five at the minimum. Aperture is like when you blur things in the background, right? It's like how much you blur. That is part of it. Um, the wider, the the lower the number, the wider open your aperture is, which I know doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the lower the number, the wider open your aperture is. Just that like... lets in more light so you can shoot in a dark scene as well as it makes stuff blurry in the background. When you're outside, you might want to tighten it down so everything gets a little darker and you can get more in focus. Yeah. Like, yeah. the lower the better. It's just like golf. It doesn't make sense. Not always lower the better. <laughs> oh, that makes even, even less sense. Yeah, it's a part of the exposure triangle, if you've learned about that yet. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> My next class is, like, screenwriting, I believe. So, like, that's in the next That's an semester. important one to have. Yes, this I, I take these film classes. The first semester um, was just general film stuff. I made a bunch of, like small like short films and stuff i did an interview i did an advertisement i made a film based off a script somebody else wrote as my final that was fun and then the second semester was just entirely sh making a short film from start to finish directing this writing shooting doing all of screenwriter's it. bible this is a book that i had to read like a million times in college <laughs> just wanted to show it to you because it's huge oh my goodness it's like this is how to write every kind of script ever, and it's actually a really, really good book. Why'd you read it five times? Um, uh, because I had to use it for, like, every class. Oh. <laughs> Next semester is screenwriting, and I'm scared. Yeah, I like writing, but I've never been one to write in the correct format when it comes to, like, screen- actually screenwriting and stuff, so I'm kind You're... of- You're- I've seen your scripts. I think it's gonna be really easy for you to transition into doing it the quote-unquote correct way. For scripts, you need to have screenwriting software, so I'm sure you'll get into that and see how fun that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hopefully- it shouldn't be um, suffering. I think it's time we move on to the next topic, if 
you know, we were even on the original topic to begin with, which we <laughs> We weren't. were on it for quite a while. We yeah. were on it for quite a while. Yeah, we lasted a decent amount of time, but we're ready for the next topic, which you've brought on. So, Josiah, what's your topic? Internet humor. My funny favorite. Yeah. At, Internet uh, humor. Laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because internet humor has changed a lot. Like, a lot. And I'm sure you've seen this yes, as well. Yes, yes. I remember back, like, in 2017, 2018, when top text and bottom text memes were, like, um, respected. Yeah, and I specifically want to point out the fact that top text, bottom text memes, like, came back last year as this ironic thing. Yeah. And they haven't really left. Yeah. They're overstaying their welcome. Why is every single, like, internet meme and joke that actually seems to be spreading now, it's just, like, an ironic thing? I think we've just... We exhausted all of our creativity over the course of, like, 15 years, so now we're just left trying to understand. Also, we're depressed. We're all depressed or something. <laughs> the Everywhere at the End of Time soundtrack is just constantly on loop in all of our heads and our comedy styles, so we're probably just... Yeah, that got dark, but, like, we're all kind of just sad, I just want to say. That, 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 I'm trying to say we're sad, okay? We're sad. Yes, Gen Z is, like, chronically sad and online. So I that... wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff to get into there, but that's not why I brought up this topic. Um, <laughs> And when I say Gen Z, I am also Gen Z. I'm not trying to talk down on anyone. I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I am I, saying that <laughs> as a member of Gen Z. <laughs> I don't know. People think you're 30. Yeah, people think I'm 30, but I'm not. I'm 21, <laughs> which is Gen Z, apparently. Yeah. I don't like considering Gen Z as much of an age demographic as sort of, as much as like just a way of life. <laughs> <laughs> there are people I know who are kind of just stuck in like the 80s and they are definitely my age like gen z but like their comedy style is not at all what the gen z standard is they're just like a couple decades or so behind maybe like they're still yeah. at well like there's some people like that i mean there's still a place for i mean traditional comedy i watch a lot of traditional comedy like movies and you know comedy specials and stuff like that that i enjoy like i still um, watch and enjoy a lot of that, but I wanted to talk more about like memes and YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah, like I, you're, you seem to be really, really on top of like, um, you know, internet humor that's actually funny, like your emotes and oh your yeah, videos and stuff. Oh yeah, I am, I get it. I, I'm not sure every every single person in my audience does, but I feel like I'm definitely on top of the whole um funny thing. Like, what's currently funny, I guess, so. It, it's so weird to me how it shifted, though. There is not a current meme that wasn't manufactured by a marketing company that is just unironic. Like, yeah. it's unironically funny. It's just all irony and, like, just so many layers of pain. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now, I'm noticing a lot of, like troll face memes but like completely recontextualized completely not what they originally were so like not really it's still <laughs> just like lol let's do a little trolling and then you do a prank that's still what it is it hasn't even changed it's just an emote now yeah we do a little trolling <laughs> it's it's insane to me i mean i find it funny 
I find it funny. I don't like I love Among Us memes and they still get me sometimes if no. they're well done. Okay. <laughs> um I'm I'm gonna have to strip you of your certification <laughs> of funny because that no. Among Us has long ridden past the point so of comedy. The thing is if, if it's a hidden Among Us joke where it's just not like Among Us haha. If it's not that, and it's just, like, hidden, it's, I still think it's funny. <laughs> I hate that <laughs> because, I laugh at it. I know. I hate that I laugh at it, too, because it's been a meme for, like, a year. <laughs> Remember when people actually played Among Us? I haven't seen a single person <laughs> be like, yeah, let's play Among Us. And when someone does, it's I'm immediately bombarded with sus, sussy, sus, sus, um, Among Us, and just... It's you know how like Fortnite is still kind of in the zeitgeist no, as no, like the game to make fun of. No, 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 no. We do not talk about Fortnite on the Micah Variety Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I crossed the line. You're gonna have to edit this out. Oh no, I'm gonna have to censor Fortnite. Uh oh, Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. I have a history with Fortnite, and it's not a good one. There's so many things that just they they don't change they just repeat themselves i know you're not on tiktok much but people who um like watch this they might realize that tiktok a lot of tiktok humor is very similar to tumblr humor it's just repackaged into something that's a lot better in my opinion but yeah you know so a lot of people have made that observation it's not original but yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I also remember like a couple years ago when like tiktok was getting big that people were like oh is vine was better and then i'm just like over here like bruh vine was hated when it was a thing too don't pretend you like um, vine now there were some good vines but most of vine was like tiktok hated i was a vine hater i was a vine hater uh, I, did, I, I didn't have internet when Vine existed, so... I was, like, the opposite of the average person now. I, like, I was a Vine hater, and I was, like, all in for TikTok once I, like, actually downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> like, a year ago, even, I used to judge anything I saw a TikTok watermark on, but now I'm, like, I'm a little more open. I think the platforms, from what I've seen of it, is getting a yeah. little bit more tolerable. Like... I know it yeah, was originally. I, think, I know it was originally bought out to be like a lip syncing app, but I think it's kind of evolved past that, become something much more. Oh, it it evolved past that before it was, like, right when it became TikTok. Yeah, but it's really weird because like TikTok is like the only thing where I go on it and I see like unironic, just actually funny memes. I don't see that on Twitter. I do see it on YouTube because people on YouTube just try to do normal comedy. They're not really doing memes. I mean, there's still people who do memes. There's people who don't do original comedy, you know, so there's stuff like that. Yeah. But like YouTube is much more almost traditional at this point, which mm -hmm. I, I'm not against. I, I like it. I obviously do YouTube and I like that medium. <laughs> But TikTok is just, like, where all the good memes seem to be right now. And the thing is, it's not even memes. It's just, like, trends and formats and stuff. Yeah. So has the internet moved past memes? Are the only memes now just ironic, like, we hated memes, so we moved past it? I think people taking the irony in memes are just kind of... It, it could be, like, a critique of, like, how we perceive memes to be funny when they're actually not. Like, I, I don't think people hate memes at this point. I think we're just creatively trying to stretch the boundaries go outside of the box do some yeah. new things with our um trolling <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think just meme culture has turned more into comedy culture maybe instead yeah. or tiktok culture 
and that's it. Of course, I don't know what I'm saying. There could be lots of memes out there, and I'm just not looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Reddit is pretty much the only thing I can think of where there's still, like, very traditional meme format still being a thing. Cringe. I saw you, like, shake in your chair when I said the word Reddit, and I agree on a mental level. I don't like Reddit. Oh. But I'll go on there to, like, look up something or, like, find advice on something that people have posted because it's actually a pretty good resource for that. That's the most. And there'll be, like, stupid stuff on there. Yeah, that's the most I touch Reddit for. I The most is, like, I Google, um, <laughs> hey, how do I do thing? Help, help, help. And a Reddit link comes up, and only in emergencies do I click it because Reddit is bad. Yeah, I'll like type in how to do thing space reddit <laughs> to find it <laughs> because um whenever you like google something now like you'll get like a crap article about it that just is not helpful at all and it's only there to like pop an ad up on the screen <laughs> it's so bad it's really really bad right yeah. now how to um um use adobe um s subscribe to read this article <laughs> this is why nobody reads like actual newspapers because they're still charging to actually read them i get all my news from twitter uh, that's that's a joke that's a joke <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, the twitter explore tab the best source of news uh, i usually get just get either sad angry or both when i check explore so i don't usually go beyond the headlines just because i get even sadder or even angrier or become a <laughs> conglomeration of emotions that's probably going to get myself canceled if i say anything so <laughs> I mean, there's other news. Um, I subscribe to a few news-related YouTube channels. Um, I check the Google like news feed that it gives you on your phone. Um, I follow a couple people on TikTok that report the news, and they're actually good actual news reporters. They're not that Marcus guy or just like random information that isn't there. It's an act. It's forget her name, but she's pretty good at it. Um, but she's not my only source either, so. Yeah, it's not daily punctilio levels of bad. Yeah. <laughs> and um, for entertainment news, Phil DeFranco. Like, that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, oh, him. Uh, hey, don't diss Philip DeFranco. <laughs> uh, I watch... His thumbnails and titles are very cringy, I will admit that. It's a rabbit hole I will not go down. Please do not drag me with you, Philip DeFranco <laughs> land. <laughs> no, no, not Philip DeFranco. <laughs> no, I'm gonna become a Philip DeFranco, and I don't know the word for his fan base. I mean, I'm not a fan. I just watch him for the entertainment. Uh, I, I don't. I would subscribe to news channels if they weren't spamming me with like five videos a day. So, believe me, I've dealt yeah. with I've dealt with that spam, and it was called Watch Mojo, and that's a period of my life I don't want to go back to. <laughs> yeah, I Philip Franco uploads like once a day on weekdays. It's not uh, that bad. I don't trust most people who upload daily because I'm like either you're a really um bad like at editing or writing or something like that or you're a corporation and if you're a corporation I don't necessarily see YouTube as the place to watch you. So I think there's a place in between though. Yeah, like like Rhett and Link are like a corporation, but they still they're the most corporate channel i can probably think of right now that i'd still consider a creator yeah because like a lot of youtubers hire editors and writers like um 
if you want to use the Philip DeFranco to the example, the reason he can get out videos so fast is because he has like editors and people who help him find stories and stuff. Yeah, there's like definitely a market for like video editors out there and stuff. So there's a huge market for it. <laughs> and I want to get in it when I get better. I'm not. <laughs> I just. Say. I wouldn't say that. Eh, I don't know how to do what I'm wanting to do 90% of the time. You know what to Google, which is the important thing. <laughs> I guess, yeah. And at least now I actually have the real software instead of the 2012 um, bad version of the software. That's um, <laughs> I have to restart at least 10 times because the text tool breaks. <laughs> so we started on internet humor, and we can always bring it back to Adobe products. <laughs> Adobe products are a joke. <laughs> so I think we're still technically on topic. I, I might just switch to Avid just to make Adobe upset and actually function. Oh, not me. Avid. Avid, no. Avid is like what actual filmmakers like on like big movie sets use, right? Yeah, you know why they use it? Because there's a giant team that does all the other stuff, and Avid is just used for assembly of all the other stuff. Oh, so it's just the assembly tab in Adobe as a software. Pretty much. It's the um, People are going to get mad at me for saying that, but like Avid doesn't even have blend modes. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I, I, I can't process that. It's not like I use blender blend modes, but it's like I, I don't understand what. Yeah, it's not meant for like anything. If you want to switch software, go to DaVinci Resolve or DaVinci Resolve because that's the only other good one. Also free, right? Um, the entry level version of it is free. Yeah. What about like Final Cut though? Like the Mac supposed Final Cut is good if you're a YouTuber, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have final cut on this computer but i never use it because i don't i use adobe i got it with, with my school i didn't go out and buy it and then not use it because that would be dumb i dare you to edit the next mws video on final cut no okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go pull out the hat since we've exhausted what we can talk about with our predetermined topics it's time to actually pull something um determined not by us from the hat the beautiful Mica Variety hat, my favorite um, headwear accessory. So, yes. Our next topic to talk about is Opera GX. Oh, what? <laughs> I we just talked about software, but okay, fine. <laughs> so, Opera GX, for those who don't know, is a browser. It's a web browser like Google Chrome or Firefox or like Internet Explorer, but I. Haven't used it. I'm not sure if you have either, Josiah, but like... It's a web browser for gamers. Uh, aha! Gaming! <laughs> but also not, because it's also one of the most... Uh, how do I put this? Selling your personal data type software, like browser. One of those out there, from what I hear. Like, they, yeah. It's actually dangerous to use. I it's from a company that isn't trusted well. It's not particularly dangerous. It's just that no one really trusts Opera as a company anymore because they are bought out by some people that aren't great. I'm not going to get into specifics there because I don't know all the specifics and I don't want to say anything that's dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it has some cool features that I wish would make it to other browsers. Like, um, you know, you can limit how much like CPU and RAM it takes up 
on your computer. I don't know anyone who uses it. I think I saw like one person on our Discord mention that they used it once and I felt bad for them. <laughs> for web browser, I use Google Chrome. And I use, I over here use Firefox. I used Firefox for like, I don't know, like five years or something. It was a ridiculously long time. And the only reason I switched is because I use a lot of Google stuff for work slash chilling out and it just works a lot better. I also use Safari. Um, on my iPad and Mac and stuff because Safari in my opinion is like I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this But I think Safari is like one of the best browsers out there in my opinion. It's fast and it works well um, And I know it's probably only fast and works well because you know, it's Apple on an Apple thing <laughs> uh, Pain I, I, what I am like I to, Safari. What am I to talk about pain? I use Firefox, but I have, I have a good reason. Okay, so on my old um, Dell laptop, Chrome didn't, and it it was it didn't to a point where I just couldn't really function on it anymore. It was like extremely slow, even in like YouTube and stuff. So I was like, I asked like my techie brother, like, hey, um, hey, uh, help! Chrome isn't <laughs> isn't for me. I need something that is for me. And he's like, you should try out Firefox. That's what I use. So. And I, all I remember about Firefox was that it was the bad browser back when, like, in, like, 2012 or something. I, no, that, 2012 was when you wanted to use Firefox because Google Chrome was, like, ugly and bad and horrible. Dude, I used Internet Explorer back in, like, 2012, so I don't think my tastes are exactly the norm, per se. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I, I tried out Firefox, like... I, the thing I was mainly scared about was that I couldn't move all my bookmarks, but I, I was able to move all my bookmarks, like, pretty easily, actually. I mean, yeah, it's really, really easy to move bookmarks from browser to browser. Yeah, I thought it wouldn't be, just from, I don't know, my existential fear of technology, but on the old PC, it was like a 20% or so difference, like, it actually ran better, and then when I got a new, really good PC, it was like... Hmm. Do I switch back to Google Chrome or do I stay with what I'm starting to get comfortable with? So I just I just chose I chose to stay with Firefox and I've been using it ever since then and I like it. I just generally like Firefox. Uh, Firefox is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there's not a problem with um, using a different browser. Um, I've looked into Chrome alternatives and I've just decided that it's not a big enough deal for me to want to move. Yeah. I don't have many issues in Chrome compared to Firefox besides performance. The one thing I do prefer about Firefox is the way they do downloads, especially now because they just recently updated it. So like, and Google is all like comes on the bottom and it's really annoying and you have to like close it out and I can't figure out how to open it again. And it's just, I don't like the way downloads are organized on Chrome, but like on Firefox, it's like all in the top right next to like your plugins and stuff. And like, it's really easy to see like, what you've downloaded, how what you've downloaded is doing. I just generally prefer like the download yeah, system. Yeah. So I agree with that. I like that version of the downloads bar. But um, honestly, for me, when I download something, I just save it into the folder I want and then have that folder open in Premiere or File Explorer or whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. I'm also just bad in general about moving things. So a lot of things have stayed in my download folder for like four years. I like control A and delete my entire downloads folder like every month. <laughs> See, that's because you organize your files. You actually organize things. I <laughs> To don't. a point. 
I don't. To a point. I, I'm not the most organized out there, but I do try. I'm barely functioning when it comes to my file organization. I'm like <laughs> three-fourths of the way through my like two terabytes of storage. I need to delete stuff. I'm struggling to get through and delete stuff because it's a problem that for years I just didn't delete. I didn't bother organizing. Like There's 10,000 documents in my documents folder right now. <laughs> <laughs> because I used to use my laptop mainly for like writing and stuff and I didn't delete any of my documents and I transferred all of them all of my computers so far from one to another so there's just so many documents so many horrible horrible documents that I never <laughs> want to read again and yet I'm there's 10,000 <laughs> documents in Micah Variety's channel documents folder Micah's Variety so you can channel. see what's in them <laughs> I need to get better at like deleting yeah. and i think i am my downloads folder isn't completely full of all my recent stuff i've started <laughs> regularly moving stuff to my music folder or to you know yeah each each project you work on needs to go in a folder for the type of project and then within that folder you number the project and name the project and every file that's relevant to that project goes in that folder <laughs> yeah see i'm getting a little bit better at that not entirely, because sometimes I just, like, all of my gaming videos, sure, they're all organized in a games folder, and each gaming video has their own folder, and that's the most organized, I think, out of all the videos on my channel. Most of them are just, like, all in the movies folder, so disorganized. Like, I used to put, like, my sketch videos in this folder called Funny, but Funny's last date of <laughs> modification was June of, like, 2020 or something like that. Do you want to hear something cringy that I do? What? Is a week after a video comes out on our channel all the footage and project files for it get deleted. No! <laughs> no! What, what is it? No! <laughs> we don't have enough storage space. We don't have the money to um, store all that stuff. So it just gets deleted after the video's out. The actual video file, the raw video file and the thumbnail are saved, but not the Premiere Project or any of the individual clips or anything. <laughs> that saddens me so much. This is not talk about Opera GX. Uh, no, <laughs> we hated Opera GX and we got off that topic very fast. Yeah, Opera GX is bad as a topic and as a browser. So let's move on to our next topic to talk about. Uh, the Smosh movie. Oh no. The Smosh <laughs> movie? Have you seen it? No. <laughs> Oh no! How are you gonna talk about if you haven't seen it? Because I how, have. How about Brant? We change it slightly to branching into like other, like YouTubers branching into other mediums. How about that? That's YouTuber a, movies. I don't know. YouTuber. Like that's a very wide topic. Yeah, wider than just the Smosh movie. Maybe, maybe we could talk about YouTuber movies. What YouTuber movies do you know? Ah, uh, I know the ones by um, Shane Dawson. Oh no! Uh, it's like the Smosh movie, but not even funny. Yeah, worse. Oh no. <laughs> YouTubers, from what I've seen, trying to branch into like movies or that kind of thing, or like TV shows, it doesn't work. Even with like the YouTube premium original like shows and stuff, most of them are bad. You have to get a YouTuber that actually really, really wants to make a TV show or movie, and they also kind of know a little bit of how it works. Like, yeah. um, Jake Roper's Could You Survive the Movie? Really, really good TV show that YouTube Originals yeah, I know um, that helped him make. 
that one actually worked out really, really, really well. Yeah, because he knew what um, he was talking about. He knew how to present what he was talking about because it was like his normal videos, but with a bigger budget. Yeah, giving like a vlogger a drama comedy TV show just doesn't work. It's an interesting subject. There's a couple um, YouTubers who have managed to do it well, but the thing is, is most YouTubers who do it well, they don't just make, you know, a movie for YouTube originals. They either make something that's like really long and post it to their YouTube channel for free. Yeah. Or it'll go on like Netflix or something like that. Um, and normally it's not branded as a YouTuber movie. It just happens to be a long form thing that a YouTuber made. There's a lot of YouTube originals where like I tried the first episode, like, and I think the only ones I kind of tolerated, like I liked the Jake Vsauce 3 one and I kind of liked Matt Pat's um game lab thing but it's also Matt Pat and Matt Pat I can only tolerate him for like 10 minutes at a time before he just You're the same way. You just like <laughs> you like some of Matt Pat's videos. I watched Food Theory um, uh. specifically. But like you can't watch more than like one of those a week otherwise you'll just explode <laughs> yeah i can watch like i watched like the grubhub theory i watched some of the marvel theories a couple of the star wars theories the minecraft theories no no <laughs> i don't like the game or film theory ones but i do like food theory because it's not about video games or movies that's why i like it he, he's he's lost it he's gone off yeah. the deep end <laughs> <laughs> that's why i like food theories because the, you can't really be stupid when it comes to that it's like you just have to like actually use the scientific me method and figure that stuff out yeah i don't know youtube originals made a couple of good things. I think there was another show that wasn't Could You Survive the Movies that I liked, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> That's most of YouTube originals. You don't remember what it is. I don't remember them at all. I'm trying to like remember like other YouTube originals I've like tried out and stuff, but I haven't. Also, here's a problem. Most of the old ones are locked behind YouTube Premium, something I'm not paying for. I got three months free and I completely forgot to watch any of the actual original shows <laughs> while I had the trial that were like, Premium only or whatever. Yeah, let me check real quick. I really want to know what the name of this show is now, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, Marquez Brownlee's Retrotech was pretty good. Oh, yeah, I did like Retrotech. Oh, I did like the Vsauce show, actually. I don't watch Vsauce much, but I did like Minefield. Like, I, I kind of... Oh, yeah, Minefield, that's what I was thinking of. You know, maybe the reason both of Vsauce's shows are good is because Vsauce has always made really high production value stuff. So yeah. now they're just given a little bit more money to do it. Marcus Brownlee is another example of someone who's just really good at making videos. So mm -hmm. obviously, you know. Yeah, if he if he wasn't, YouTube wouldn't have given him a show. That's not true. <laughs> YouTube has given shows to lots of people that don't make good videos. <laughs> it's so dumb too, because YouTube originals, obviously they're just on YouTube. It's not like if you get a show on Netflix or on TV or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be a lot cooler if like when you got a YouTube original, then like it had to go on like netflix or another streaming service i get why they don't do that because obviously they want people paying for youtube premium uh, but i don't know it just feels like it's a lower tier of content when it shouldn't be because there's a lot of really creative and talented people on youtube it's this weird in between where you're used to seeing like youtubers like make stuff and there's a very specific youtube vibe that most youtubers have 
And then you're also used to really high budget stuff that you see on like Netflix and stuff. Mm-hmm. And seeing something in between those two is really weird. YouTube originals confuse me, and so does YouTube Premium. Like I know you pay for YouTube Premium, but like who else actually does pay for Premium? It it doesn't. People who don't like ads. Ad and blockers on your phone. There, there's a way. Not for YouTube ads, really. Not um, really. There is a way if you have an Android, but not on iPhone. I mean, YouTube Premium um, is still around, and they're still, you know, adding features to it. So apparently, it works. Yeah. Flashback to when it was called YouTube Red. It's the most creative name ever. It's like Amazon. Amazon Blue. Uh, I think we've touched on everything we can on that topic, which is a lot more than we did with Opera GX. We just completely... <laughs> we. I think I saw your tweet where you showed a picture of the hat, and there's like the card that said Opera GX, and I was like, why? <laughs> I hope that doesn't get pulled, and then it did. Uh, hey, Discord people, if you're watching this right now, and you're the person who suggested Opera GX, thank you, I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. How long have we been recording? An hour and 17 minutes. That is probably enough. Uh, as much as I do want to cover another topic, that's like an hour 20. Yeah, I guess it's time to wrap up. Josiah, where can people find you? Um, If you search Microwave Society on YouTube or my Twitter at is at josiah mws i'm mike a variety channel for the people who don't know who i am and you can subscribe to my channel mike a variety channel youtube.com slash mike a variety channel my twitter handle is mike a variety 27 and there's a discord server links will be somewhere uh how do you want to wrap up this podcast um and then you just play the outro music